0: Hi, this is Cole with a quick announcement. We are running a new poll. That is right. Our Patreon backers can help choose which game we're going to cover in late November. And because it's late November, in fact, the episode will come out on Thanksgiving Day. The theme we have chosen is leftovers. Uh, Some promising contenders from previous polls have returned, like Bastion, like Hitman Blood Money, like God of War, like Enslaved Journey to the West, You can pick which of those we play by going to patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV and casting your vote by October the 12th. Uh, That is less than a week uh, from when you hear this. Um, Yeah. So once again, that is patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Kick us as little as a dollar a month to participate in glorious, glorious
1: democracy. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro games extra episode. Yes. And this week we are reading your responses to Super Mario Galaxy. Um, Indeed. We don't have any follow up this time, uh, so we can just get right into the responses. Thank you very much. Um, I'll go ahead and get us started here with uh, Evan. Evan says, by contact, Super Mario Galaxy emulated at 1080p is a delight. It says a lot for the timelessness of good art when a game that came out nearly a decade ago can still look gorgeous next to modern PS4 games.
0: Yeah. So much of that is the lighting. I, I noticed, like, you pretty much always have this nice, like, rim light. Everything is kind of, like, soft, and, like, the colors really pop against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's it's stuff that isn't just directly related to detail. It's about just kind of, like, the broad strokes of the way they show you the information. So, good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, Super, super pretty.
0: Yeah. Uh, Louie writes, I got my Wii, along with Super Mario Galaxy and a couple of others, while I was stationed in Iraq. Um, i haven't played the console since, but I remember really enjoying uh, Super Mario Galaxy in hindsight, this might have been because of how colorful the game was compared to the dull brown filter that my daily that my daily life in a combat zone had uh, but I'm fine with that
1: yeah, absolutely yeah. like it is it is a when people um you know kind of talk up Nintendo, especially when they do it in contrast to other game companies, mm-hmm. that's what they're talking about you know is how how pretty and big and kind of uh sparkly and and <laughs> beautiful it is. Yeah, delight. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a,
0: Yeah. So here here's the weird thing this this makes me think of in the time when I worked at a on GameStop which included like I started in 2003 which was right around the time when a lot of soldiers would be getting back from their uh kind of like tours of duty in in Iraq. A lot of um servicemen would bring in their um game machines right that they you know had over there you know they they brought back and just basically had played in a war zone um and i felt terrible because they were almost universally trashed right like just mm-hmm. completely filled with with dust and grit and just you know like it was in a fucking war zone like it's not you know my pampered ass apartment that i have here universally the game cubes always worked oh, yeah. we, we, we couldn't take them because they were full of dust but they worked which is remarkable like you that's like kind of a nintendo thing in general oh for sure yeah you could flush them in a toilet and stuff but like you just say you take it back like okay is this going to be the one and the fan would kick out some dust and then it just
1: there you go you've got it yeah 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 i believe it um yeah very cool yeah i could definitely see that as kind of a thing like this this definitely functions as a visual escapism for sure um brian says by contact my wife and I really like playing games together, but we have pretty different tastes in games. She likes sim games and JRPGs, and I like platformers and tactical Western RPGs. Thanks, Brian. Uh, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for fighting the good fight. Um, so sometimes it's hard to it's hard work to find a game that will be fun for both of us. Super Mario Galaxy's two-player mode bridged that gap. I could handle the running and jumping while my wife was able to collect the stars and act as a star sniper without any stress. <laughs> yeah. uh, we eventually beat it together... And even though Super Mario Galaxy isn't my favorite Mario game, it's the one I have the best memories of. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: very sweet. <laughs> so it was really irritating. Like I, I like stories like that, and that that kind of comports with my experience. Um, around that time there was this super gross term that popped up called girlfriend mode, which has kind of been in existence for some stuff that is like this, you know, ever since. You know, it's kind of like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's something, something, and, you know, keep your girlfriend busy or whatever. Like, and that's, that totally underplays how valuable, like, the second player can be. Though, like, there's such a huge boon, (laughs) you know, when you have them deployed. Like, you know, I I would more call it, like, drunk roommate mode because of the way I lived my life. But, like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Stop being gross. (laughs) (laughs) I mean my my the problems with that i mean you're not wrong um that's probably the least of the problems with girlfriend mode as an idea yeah you know as a concept is not so much that undervalues the actual play yeah i suppose that's what i mean you know as it kind of presumes that your girlfriend is not into playing games and can only play
0: this easy dumbed
1: down version of it yeah but like you're not you mean you're not wrong like it's not
0: uh i'm talking about a little appreciated no i'm just
1: (laughs) yeah um It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, it's fun to do that too. The other thing I'm always reminded me of or reminded of is double dash, um, that co-op mode, Yeah, which is like, you know, it's pretty passive to play the second player of that, but you're constantly talking to the other person and kind of choosing, you know, and and deciding and everything like that. And the kind of game ends up taking place in real life as opposed to on the screen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the second player is just tapping a button when to use an item, but (laughs) the game part of it becomes that communication and ends up actually being like a totally pretty new and cool experience. Yeah. I think I've always liked the double dash squat mode as well. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, Ben writes, I love this story. This is so good. Um, <laughs> when super Mario galaxy was first released, I had been eagerly awaiting it as another reason to feel smug about owning a Wii. There seemed to be so few. However, EMTs don't make much money. And my financial situation was pretty unforgiving. My partner and I were sitting in the ambulance waiting for a call one day when a lady walked up to the window and tapped on it. Once we decided that she wasn't trying to ambulance jack us for painkillers, she told us how grateful she was to EMTs and paramedics uh, for the job that they do. Um, And she wanted to give us a token of her esteem. We assured her that uh, this was not only unnecessary, uh, but actually not ethical or legal for us to take uh, a gift for our services. She turned to walk away and then suddenly hurled a wad of cash into the driver's side window uh, and took off running. My partner and I were stunned and certainly not about to chase her down in the ambulance, so we split it. My partner, being an an insufferably nice Catholic, donated her half the charity. Um, I bought bought Super Mario Galaxy. Now now every time I play it or hear the music, uh, I think of that nice but strange lady who threw cash in my ambulance window in the middle of the night.
1: That is a great story. (laughs) Yeah. It also introduced me to ambulance jacking for painkillers. You know, it makes perfect sense. Totally, but I never thought of it before. (laughs) Yep. Like, of course you would jack ambulances. Like, the guys are armed. They got painkillers. Like, you know, I'm sure there's some copper in there. Like, yeah. It'd be stupid not to. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a bunch of treasure chests rolling around on tires. (laughs) Our greatest natural resource. Um, Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. That is a great story. That's real good. Yep. Um also like what uh that person sounds really unhinged because like even if they really wanted to do that, like why you? Yeah. You know, why not the EMT that definitely saved their life to motivate them to do that? Or why not uh you know donate that to like systems or something like that? Like yeah. you know, there's gotta be there's gotta be a channel for that to actually improve the infrastructure rather than buy you a Wii game. Like I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you got a Wii game from it, but like yeah. It is just, uh, it's a very, that is a really weird, it's a weird lady. Yeah,
0: no, it's, uh, it, it's weirdly confrontational in, in a way that only a stranger with money can be.
1: If you ever toss money onto the ground, like something's going on <laughs> like that, that's always confrontational. Like, yep. you know, um, Timothy says, by contact, uh, I'm, I'm to chime in, uh, I'm going to chime in with my love for this galaxy, uh, which in my opinion is the Zenith of super Mario's evolution. Everything after this game feels derivative of Super Mario Bros. 3 for the NES, uh, Mario 3D World, New Super Mario Bros., DS, Wii, 3DS, and Wii U, as they have a bland overworld map and seemingly nothing uh, tying any stage to any other stage outside of an art aesthetic. Granted, 3D Land and 3D World are from a similar 3D isometric perspective instead of side-scrolling, but just another constraint to the freedom found in Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy has a wonderful open-world hub on Princess Rosalina's starship, that allows you to run, jump, and practice in between world sections. Some would say that this is tedious and takes up time between stages, but to me, it gave me the feeling that everything was part of the same interstellar world. On top of that, it also had a voluntary story that Rosalina would tell in a room off to the side if you chose to find it. A lot of people had a problem with that, including uh, the developers of the game, and it was taken out of Galaxy 2. I never understood the backlash to this, since you could play the entire game and never see this content. But for me, it gave me insight into the new characters of Rosalina and Luma uh, to quickly endear them to me. Also, this is the first glimpse we have of the exploration of Captain Toad. Galaxy 2 may have better controls and game mechanics, but it lacks the apex of environment and storytelling for the Mario universe. This game is not without its flaws, since it uh, is a Wii game that forces some frequent waggling. But it's still my favorite 3D Mario over 64, and it's my second favorite Mario of all time behind Super Mario World. Yeah. yeah, I like you know I I disagree with a lot of that. The one thing I do agree with is I think that the backlash against that story is a little bit silly, just because it is totally optional. <laughs> right. I wish more games would just put, you know, if, if it's an action game like this, put their cutscenes and stuff in a room. Yeah. And just let me opt into them if I want them. <laughs> put them up in the attic. Yeah, just <laughs> make an attic stooge out of them. Like I wish they would just tie their cutscenes up with a rope and throw a bucket of fish heads in a week <laughs> and just check and see if they're okay. Maybe they'll <laughs> die on their own and it'll just take care of itself and yeah. then we won't have them anymore. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I would I would appreciate that. Uh I like that part of that too. Yep. <laughs> um I think that I'm like less into Mario games as exploration of a world mm-hmm. because that only was really a thing for three of the games in the series. Yeah. You know, like Mario World is really in discrete stages. And like, yes, there's that overhead world that like kind of ties them together, but that's not actually that different from the overhead world in uh Mario 3D world. Mm-hmm you know, which also has an over overhead world that ties them together, like... And it's not really about them kind of uh, having... Like, you're on Choco Island, like, there's kind of a similar biome. Mm-hmm. There's not really a mechanical identity to, cho- to Chocolate Island. Well, aside know? from,
0: like, puzzles and stuff, like...
1: Ah, there's kind of puzzles on Chocolate Island, but there's also just a lot of, like... Just, like, lots of platforming. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there are definitely levels that can kind of be, like, shuffled around, um, which also happens in, you know, Mario Galaxy 2 as well. Like, I'm trying to think of, like... Like uh, exploring a big world has never been a Mario thing to me. Exploring a level has been, yeah, which yeah. is why like Mario world is really good to me. And Mario three, while being a wonderful game that I really love is less important to me mm. because I want to poke at all those seams in a level. Yeah. But actually having a big cohesive world is something I get from other games.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the difference between inter and intra connection, you know, between these or yes. inter level and intra level, uh, exploration. Um, I mean, I, I'm way into the, into the intro side of it. I think we, I think we both agree there. Um, and during the episode, I alluded to the fact that like, oh, I, I really liked walking around the castle right in mm-hmm. 64. I think that was, that was the time when it worked the best, um, galaxy, like not galaxy, uh, uh sunshine hit me really late for that to happen. Um, yeah. and here the exploration around the hub world felt so perfunctory, um, that like the only real delight that I got out of it was, spinning as I would run along and watching all the stars spin around me.
1: <laughs> sure. You know? Or or just bouncing on one toad's head for like ever. Oh yeah. Like, do, do, this do, is do, your life now. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to go use the bathroom. I'm just gonna <laughs> deal with This repeated neck strain. Um, yeah. It, it feels like that to me too. And I think the, the castle, um, you know, and this is, that was so novel, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, like that was, I was like the first time we were able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just in a Mario game, but kind of period. You know, like there are other things where you could kind of do that, um, explore that space in that way. But that was the the game that made 3D platformers work, mm-hmm. you know, so it's impossible to separate that out. You know, like I like I had a lot of fun running around the castle, too, uh, but it didn't translate for me either. I think we probably have pretty similar Mario stories there, too, because I came to Sunshine pretty late Yeah, and I'm kind of yeah. lukewarm on it. Yeah, like it's I just
0: good. I never had a GameCube. So, like, I checked Mario. Or I checked Sunshine out, Um, you know, after I got a Wii, you know, yeah. so like crazy, crazy late.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I definitely I feel differently than Tim about Galaxy for most of this. But I also, you know, yeah. I get I get where you're coming from, for sure. Yep. And hey, um,
0: we we can all agree on Toad.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like uh, everybody loves Captain Toad. <laughs> And then finally,
0: um, we get Nick, who says, I'm a huge fan of the Galaxy games, which I think are the best 3D platformers that I've played. Sure, Mario is the high watermark for 2D platforming, but it seems people are just now okay with admitting that Mario 64 is not as great as they remember it being. Uh, Something just off and not as polished as the other Mario games. I know, I know they were in untrodden territory. Um, But Galaxy just clicked for me. I loved slingshotting myself from planetoid to planetoid, sometimes ending up in places that I wasn't supposed to, or just killing myself in the process. I also like that you have all of the verbs right off the bat. Doing the sliding jump where you somersault through the air feels good. Um, You don't have to unlock the backflip or triple jump. Uh, They are just there. It's almost like Nintendo wants you to have fun while playing a game, coughs, and looks at the Metroid franchise. Um, Mm -hmm. My wife is a fan of puzzle games, Dr. Mario, Tetris, and the like. Uh, We get down on some 2D Mario from time to time, but we don't play games together often. I think Galaxy was the first game we played all the way through together. Um, She was the second Wiimote that acted as a helper cursor, collected star bits and shot them at enemies, held rolling boulders in place and the like. Um, I felt like she was just humoring me at first, but we both got into it. And by the end, we were fucking serious about it. No star bit uncollected, no flashing coin left behind. I remember those nights fondly. I like Galaxy 2 better, probably because of the stage navigation system. I began to load the hub stages in the Comet Observatory by the end of the first game. I also loved the scale of the boss battles in the sequel. Uh, Most notable, the Bowser battle, which felt epic in a way the first game didn't. It threw just as many surprises at you and felt like it was a natural progression of the tools and verbs they gave you in the first game. Plus, you know, Yoshi. Yoshi
1: works really well in Galaxy 2. Hmm. Like, I'm kind of surprised by how, how well that works, but it does. Yeah. I don't remember being
0: crazy about it, but it like it was just kind of one of those things where like, oh, this doesn't get in my way. It it didn't feel like it added
1: too terrible much. It's like when it's best for me. Um, so the power-ups, like, they've kind of made this by having everything be a timed power-up. Mm-hmm. In these games, like, it, it does become focused. Like, this is kind of the downside of that, where it's not, you know, so the a lot of the Yoshi power-ups just end up being like a level gimmick. Yeah. And Yoshi doesn't even need to be there. It could have been something that happened to Mario. The most fun parts with Yoshi for me were the few times he shows up and it's just for platforming. Mm-hmm. Where you just get to interact with him and have him like zip his tongue out and eat things. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah just kind of get through a regular level with him. That worked really well, I think. Otherwise, the new power-ups are just essentially the, just new power-ups. Yep.
0: You
1: know, that do, do a thing. So, in a weird way, because the, the, the thing in about way, Super Mario beautiful. Good. in a weird way it's kind of beautiful um the truth is somewhere in the middle in a weird way uh 3d world in some ways is freer than these because the power-ups are just power-ups that you just get yeah so there's tons of places in that game where um hey if you happen to have the cat mario suit you can get up here if not tough luck yeah you have to go to another level way through the level the mario galaxy games never do that no like it's it's you know it's always like to get this star, and this is for one and two, like to get the star, you have to have be Mario because that's required for this. Mm-hmm. So it, in a weird way, it's kind of like even though the levels are more uh, kind of constrained um, and focused, the actual your verb set within the level, again, that intro versus uh, enter mm-hmm. uh, thing is a little bit freer. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, know? yeah. I mean, Galaxy is incredibly linear. I think that I think that it ends up feeling like it's more kind of wide open just be just for like tactile reasons you're covering so much distance you're seeing more of the stage in 3D world in 3D land like just because of the way that it's laid out and like I'd be lying if I said that the 3D world and land games didn't feel a little bit chunkier than than Galaxy does um not in a bad way but just uh like this the, this is zippier in a way that I think like lends people to kind of like glossing over just how much of a rail you're on for most of the time
1: yeah it's like all the non-linearity is subtractive like yeah. it just you don't have to do these stages if you don't want to yeah um yeah thanks everybody uh thanks for, thanks for writing in we really do appreciate it yeah if uh if you have things to say about resident evil 4 mm-hmm. um, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact
0: yeah by the time this comes out we'll probably have made some announcements about like what's coming up next for the uh for the main line of the show um mm-hmm. i'll put that like in the Intro at the top of this likely uh but if i don't you can check the uh, the newsletter uh, it's a uh, tiny later.com slash tv
1: absolutely yeah. um if you uh so probably no deleted scenes we just talked about business yep um but if you uh if you like the show you know you can go to a uh, patreon.com forward slash duck tv mm-hmm. and support it um you get to one of these games we're going to be playing that we just mentioned is going to be a poll if you want to vote in that poll that's how you do it
0: yeah. yep and those happen once a quarter and you get the email uh, with it, or it's just a patreon post yeah
1: absolutely um yeah and you you know you know the things to do, but uh if you like the show, appreciate or uh we would appreciate you considering supporting it yeah um is there anything else?
0: no, just uh stick around. thank you so much for uh, for tuning in and uh, we've got some really cool stuff coming up later this year.
1: yeah, we'll see you in about two weeks. take care or about one week yeah that's right. bye. That